Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What? I can honestly say I'm sort of built for this. Now back to 95.7 The Game. Welcome back. It's game day. A glass breaks. We get pumped. Woo! Who's this, Sterling? Stone Cold Steve Austin. Ah. It's Austin 316. It's Purdy 316. Woo! But it's 11 o'clock, so we are four and a half yeah. hours away from kickoff. I'm telling you, man. Four and a half hours away from kickoff in Levi's Stadium. NFC Championship game for the third straight year. Uh, first time in these three years it's been at Levi's, Sterling. Last two times, Niners have lost in the NFC title game on the road. Uh, but now back in the friendly confines where, uh, let me check my notes, the Niners have never lost oh! in the Shanahan era in the postseason. Oh. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Perfect inside of Levi's of the playoffs with Shanahan. Do you think, like, we know getting the number one seed was the goal, home for the advantage was the goal. If I'm the Lions and you're not in front of that home crowd, they're not chanting, cough, 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 cough. Like, that, to me, is one of the biggest factors in this game. The crowd noise. When the game starts spiraling for Detroit, there's no one there to pick them up. No one's playing Lose Yourself by Eminem on the, the loudspeakers. No one's playing, you know, Who's the Real Slim Shady. Like, no one cares anymore. And it's just Niner fans being like, We're going to kill you. We're going to declaw you. Like, we're going to run through you. We're going to declaw. <laughs> like, come on. And, like, everyone's just yelling and screaming at Jared Goff, like, You know, we know who you really are, Jared. Well, what was the the estimation by what like vivid seats and, and all those company like what eighteen percent Lions fans I think it's too much. Which is that's a good amount. It's I mean, too much. Packers fans was what like three percent. We heard a go pack go last week on the TV broadcast. I do not want to hear any Lions fans cheering today. Lions fans have been saving up their money for t- this moment for a really long time. Since 1957. Their last road playoff win, which was here in San Francisco. I'm not sure how many Lions fans were in attendance at Kizar Stadium that day when the Lions won their last road postseason win in their franchise's history. That's also the year they last won a league championship. It was the NFL championship, uh, which was pre-merger, so not the Super Bowl. They never won a Super Bowl. Uh, Their last championship was the NFL championship the year they beat the Niners in Kizar in 1957. They've been into road playoff games since, but they have not won a road playoff game since. Uh, and there's going to be, a, it seems like, a decent contingent of Lions fans at Levi's today. I hate that. I don't want to see any blue. No Honolulu cheering. blue. Is that, that the that, actual that's color? That's the color of, of the Lions. Well, not even from Hawaii. Color. I know, right? It makes no sense. Honolulu blue out in Detroit. Uh, uh. 
That's so what? Like, what? <laughs> it would make sense if you're the Miami Dolphins to call your blue, the teal, Honolulu blue. But Detroit. Why would it make more sense for Miami? Well, Miami, the sun, they got the lays out, right? Like it, it's it makes more sense than Detroit, Michigan, of all places, where it snows and you're the motor city. Like, like come on. Honolulu blue, you, That's you are the color. one of the furthest states away from Hawaii. <laughs> like, you're in the middle of the country. But Honolulu blue. Yep, Honolulu blue. What are we doing? Well, Brock Purdy, the Niners, can put an end to the Cinderella story that is the Honolulu blue Detroit Lions. Uh, we talked a little bit about Brock Purdy's struggles, and, and welcome in, everybody. If you're on your ways to Levi's, uh, you're you're at, in the parking lot already, you're tailgating, having a good time, you're listening to us, first of all, we appreciate it, but give us a call. <laughs> Uh, we want to hear what it's like down there at Levi's. Uh, so give us a call, 888-957-9570. It's Grandy and Sterling with you up until 1 o'clock for two more hours, and then we'll hand it off to Larry and Lowe, uh, who are probably getting set up as we speak, getting close to Levi's. Uh, they'll be at the Hilton Santa Clara, so if you're in the area, you're down there, you can stop by, say what's up. They're on the air at 1 up until 3.30, with kickoff, of course, at 3.30 between the 9 and the Lions. But let's talk a little bit about Brock Purdy, Sterling, because we know that he struggled at times last week, uh, but when it mattered, the last drive, it, it could have been the last drive of the season. He put it together with six for seven. Ultimately, Christian McCaffrey got into the end zone for a touchdown. But why does the conversation take a gigantic turn for the worse the second that this guy struggles? He is a second year quarterback, picked with the last pick in the draft. Uh, and already has three postseason victories. Um, with the win today, Sterling, he would be just the fourth quarterback in NFL history to earn four postseason wins in the first two years of a player's career. Wow. Uh, it's not the best company, <laughs> kind of oddly enough. Ben Roethlisberger, okay. five playoff wins in his first two years. Uh, Russell Wilson and Mark Sanchez, both four playoff wins in their first two years. (laughs) Purdy currently sitting on three. But this is the guy who has done something in his first two years, and we're not finished with his second year, that only three other guys, he has a chance if he wins today, that only three other guys in league history have ever done. Yet he struggles through three quarters in one rainy playoff game, earns the win at the end, and we're still talking about him as if he's a bad quarterback. It's wild how quickly this conversation changes and shifts to, that's who we thought he was. He's not very good. He got the win yesterday. Or last week, not yesterday. I think it's just because of the, like, He's a smaller guy. He's not built like Love or Mahomes or Allen or Jackson. Like, and even Lamar Jackson had his deters early in his career. Like, Bill Polian is still like oh, Lamar Jackson's not a good quarterback. Like, you hear Taylor Luan saying you can stop Lamar if you force him to pass. Now, Lamar isn't the best passer, but he's a good passer with the ball. What was the latest? Like a couple weeks ago, or maybe a couple months ago? Like Lamar doesn't look quote quarterbacky yeah, to me. Like, like, my what, God. What are we doing? He's about to be a two-time MVP, and he's playing in the <laughs> AFC Championship game, and is right. the favorite to go to the Super Bowl. And I would not be surprised if they won the whole thing. Like, they're that good this year. They're incredible. Um, That being said, for Purdy, in a way, I'll probably very different reasons behind stating doesn't look quarterbacky enough. Uh, Brock Purdy, to some, doesn't look quarterbacky enough because he's a smaller guy, smaller hands, seventh-round pick, last pick in the draft. Where in reality, like, Cameron is great at, like, if Brock Purdy was a linebacker, nobody'd care. Defensive end, 
nobody would care. Like, there are plenty of other positions. Undrafted guy, Matt Breida, Raheem Mostert. No one, like, there are, they are plotting them for being undrafted, for how good or they've been. Juwan Jennings, seventh round pick. Exactly. Oh, third and Juwan. Like, the whole league's like, he's a dog. But you he's put, blocking guys into the Gatorade stand. We love that guy. And it's like, but you put quarterback next to someone's name. I get it. Seventh round picks. This isn't supposed to happen. But the reality of it is, his play shows you and proves that even if it's not supposed to happen, it is happening. Brock Purdy, albeit wasn't great last week, I think the odds of a bounce back are extremely high with the sun being out, with the offense being at full capacity, and I do think you look at that last drive of the game after a lot of you know, time off, what, 20 days off in between games for him, uh, you can maybe count some of that towards being rusty if the final drive is what we're going to take away from that Packers game. He can carry that thing over. This is going to be a long day for Detroit, a very long day for their passing defense. How confident are you in Brock Purdy today? Let's say 8 out of 10. Pretty confident. There's always that one part where you're like, oh, you, know, you never know here. But uh, my confidence in Brock Purdy is that of Kyle Juszczyk's. We have a lot of confidence in our passing offense. And everyone in the Niners locker room, and of course they're not going to say anything else publicly, but it feels genuine and it feels like the truth and it feels like there's a lot of emotion behind it. Uh, like Eric Armstead was on earlier this week on Willard and Dibs, and the guys asked him, uh, like, you don't get this Brock pretty hate, right? Like, it, it makes no sense. And, and here's what Armstead had to say about that. He simply does not understand this discourse around Brock Purdy. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand it. It's, it's kind of weird to me, the, the hate that he gets. Um, I don't really understand where it comes from. You know, being around him, another type of player and the person that he is. And, you know, he's he's everything that we need uh, him to be. And, you know, we, we wouldn't be able to do anything without him. And a lot of the success and and uh, where we are as a team is because of him. And you know, we we love having him as our quarterback. That's Eric Armstead from earlier this week here on ninety five seven. The game you're referencing what Kyle Uschek said, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk defending him publicly in front of the podium, also on social media. Um, it's pretty obvious, and it, it's not as if there was ever any doubt. Uh, this team knows that Brock Purdy is the guy that can lead them to a Super Bowl. But nationally, the conversation is just so off. After one game in which he struggled but still earned the win, and and now we think that this he isn't the guy that can win the Niners a Super Bowl. It's pretty wild to me how up and down and reactionary the conversation is to this guy who's still just in his second year in the league. His first full season as the starter, all he's done is go to consecutive NFC Championship games and in playoff games that he started and finished, he's undefeated. He's 3-0. and The only loss in a game that he started in the postseason is when he got hurt on the team's first drive. This guy has not lost when he's played a full postseason game and he sure as hell does not want to start that today well look at the discourse around jared goff it's oh my goodness how great has goff been he looks like he's like one of the next best quarterbacks where was he picked number uh, one overall one overall yeah. it's like that's the reason why shout out cal <laughs> and shout out go, marine go catholic. <laughs> i play marine catholic in baseball but we have bitter bitter beef like oh yeah dis- disrespectful beef there you go. <laughs> did did you lose? We did. Yeah. yeah. No, they're they're like really good at everything. It was generally. a it was a walk off bunt 
Oh. I was like, you know what? We're going to throw hands. <laughs> and but, ever since that day, you've hated Jared Goff. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Goff, I hate that guy. He's <laughs> making me so angry. <laughs> Because of my high school baseball loss off a bunt, but... But yeah, it's number one overall pick against last pick in the NFL draft. Not the same draft, but obviously. The but the stats almost all favor Brock Purdy. The play of the last two years have favored Brock Purdy. Again, Goff is good. No one's saying Goff ain't good. But dare I say, Purdy has been phenomenal this season. And the disrespect that he gets... Okay, you don't play great against the Ravens? Fine. Bounce back against the Commanders? Did that. Don't play great against the Packers. You won that game. You bounced back in the last drive when it matters. And it's not like they're playing the Ravens today. It's not like they're playing a stout passing defense. They're playing the Lions, who their passing defense stinks. They're not good. You, he's going to cook Cameron Sutton and Vildor. And Brian Branch, not the same thing. But he's going to have success on the outside, throwing outside of the numbers in this game, Anzalone on the, the, the linebacker, Jack Campbell, you get those guys on crossing routes, they're like, I don't know which way everyone's going. <laughs> they get discombobulated, and it's like, you can cook these fools, man. You can go out there, you can beat these Lions. I believe Brock Purdy's going to get this thing done today. Brian Branch is the Lions' best defensive back. He's yes. their nickel back. Uh, they, they play nickel a lot, but he's not going to be out there for every single snap. Uh, and he's a rookie. Playing in the NFC Championship game, and he's their best defensive, at least in my opinion. Which, he might show off. He's a good player. He had a, he had a pick, pick six a in his first NFL game. Remember they beat the, the Chiefs, Chiefs in the first yeah. game of the regular season? Yeah. That Thursday night game in Kansas City? Upset the Chiefs on the road? Brian Branch had a pick six in that game. Um, the other thing about this Lions team is they are they get so much from their rookies. Yeah, uh, Jameer Gibbs and... Sam Laporta, like they're setting NFL records for like most yards by rookies and touchdowns by rookies. Like they're a very young team, which is why you feel like they're kind of a, a year ahead of schedule, right? Yes. And part of me feels like they're kind of like a 49er, at least offensively. And there are some, there are some similarities on the defensive side of the ball. But the Lions are kind of like uh, the, the the 49ers mini me, like In offensively. Way, yeah. yeah, they do it with a. A running back by committee. They have two really good running backs, and David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. Really and they're kind of like thunder and lightning, right? Like Gibbs, one of the fastest guys in the NFL. Uh, keep an eye on Fred Warner and Drake Greenlaw trying to <laughs> catch up with Jameer Gibbs because most linebackers cannot. Uh, the Niners linebackers are built a little bit different, but Jameer Gibbs is also built a lot different. Yeah. Um, but between those two guys, you kind of get like Christian McCaffrey's production. Yeah, what is it, 1,900 yards on the ground plus? You got, what, 23 touchdowns? It's almost literally Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. If you look just as a team, the Niners average about 140 rushing yards per game. The Lions, 136. They're right the there. Niners, 27 rushing touchdowns this season. The Lions, 27 rushing touchdowns this season. <laughs> what do they also both do? They use the run game to set up the pass. A ton of play action, and they're two of the best teams in the NFL off of play action. Uh, but they do more than that. They're also two of the elite passing offenses yeah. in the game. The Niners pass for about 258 yards per game, 33 touchdowns. The Lions, 259 
passing yards per game, 30 touchdowns. They each have an All-Pro wide receiver, Amon Ross St. Brown, first-team All-Pro. Brandon Ayuk, second-team All-Pro. They both have great tight ends. George Kittle, first in the NFL, tight ends receiving yards. Sam Laporta, the rookie, by the way, both out of Iowa, <laughs> fifth in the NFL, rookie, or pardon me, tight end receiving yards. They're built the same way, and that's even before mentioning the quarterbacks. And while we spent a lot of time talking about how Purdy has had a much better year than Jared Goff, you can kind of describe these guys a lot of the same way. At least that is how the national conversation is, right? Like the conversation around Purdy is, well, you know, you get him in the right scheme with talent around him. He's really good, and he can make you hurt that way. Kyle Shanahan was asked about Jared Goff earlier this week on Wednesday. Here's how Kyle Shanahan described the Lions quarterback. I think he's shown some of the stuff that he did in L.A. I mean, you go with Jared, I mean, he built for a number of years, especially, you know, I think 17, 18, really 18. I mean, he played at MVP type level um, when Jared's, um, when they give him a good scheme, when he's got good people around him. Um, Jared's going to always find the spot. He's as accurate as any quarterback I've seen. Um, he can play at a very top level. If you sit and make things easy for him, um, he will gas you. I've seen it over and over, whether it's with the Rams, whether it's with Detroit, and um, that's why you challenge it. You better be on your stuff or you can embarrass you fast. Like, doesn't that cut of Kyle Shanahan talking about Jared Goff sound like a lot of people talking about Brock Purdy? No. No, it doesn't? No. There's so much more disrespect towards Brock to me. But it's it's you know, you get him in the right scheme, you get the right guys around him, he'll he's as accurate as any quarterback. Right, right. Uh you know, you if if you make it easy on him, he will hurt you. Like there is a lot of kind of under the table disrespect there. Like he's not good enough to do it by himself. Okay, yeah. Which is kind of how the national conversation is. And, you know, we can differ, we can disagree based on what the national media thinks about Brock and how and how we as as Niner fans who watch this team week in and week out and rewatch the games over and over, like we can disagree with that national sense. But still, I feel like there is a similarity in how these two quarterbacks are viewed on a national scale. And that's just one of many similarities that these offenses have. They both have all-pro tackles. Trent Williams, first-team all-pro left tackle. Penny Sewell, first-team all-pro right tackle. Like These offenses are built in the same way. The Lions are just younger. They're the Niners' mini-me offensively. And that's why if you're San Francisco, you have to impose your will. You have to get to Jared Goff. Kyle Shanahan said it. If you you let everything be right for him, well, he'll pick you apart. Let's not let that happen. Let's get to him. Let's get after him. And if you're San Francisco, like this game is really as simple as go out there and, and lay some freaking wood. Go out there and knock some guys around. Like Detroit's a tough team. They have the blue collar mentality that you know we're not supposed to be here, but we are, and we're going to make some noise. They embraced the head coach. They embraced the quarterback. Uh, Jared Goff, by you know, a couple years ago, was seen as kind of an afterthought of, you lost against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Uh, we're going to go get Matthew Stafford instead. And Stafford gets it done, beats San Francisco in the NFC title game, and you win a Super Bowl. But Jared Goff was kind of seen as a throwaway in that deal was, we'll take the picks, and yeah, we'll take Jared Goff's contract too, right? Jared Goff has... You know, raised the level of play in Detroit by a lot. Like, they've embraced him a lot. He's embraced the city as kind of the comeback king, right? But if you're San Francisco, you have to end the comeback. You have to go out there and, and, and just 
annihilate them on the trenches and smack some guys around. If you have to block somebody into a Gatorade jug, by all means, do it seven times if you have to. You got to bite a kneecap off, am I like, right? Like, literally, like if it, it, Detroit's we're going to bite a kneecap off. <laughs> Detroit's mentality is: we want to run you into the dirt. They are tough to tackle. They want to aggressively impose their will, and San Francisco has to do the same thing. Can they be as physical as Detroit? Uh, there have been some games, I would say yes. When it's tough and it's clutched against Philadelphia, against the Cowboys, that's San Francisco's ideal way of playing. But now you have a younger version of yourself. Can you hang with them? Uh, I'd like to think so. That San Francisco, like, it's more likely San Francisco wins this game 34-20 to than Detroit wins 34-20. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Like, San Francisco, to me... If they can set the edge, get some pressure, and just be the physically dominating team they've shown to be in clutch big games in their career, uh, this game should heavily lean San Francisco. Seven and a half point favorites. For a reason. And the over-under is up to 50, uh, 52, I think. So uh, Vegas expects a lot of points. Some fireworks. I don't really disagree with them. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I think the winning team is in the 30s, whoever wins. I think they're getting into the 30s. Do you think that you know Jared Goff being applauded as you know, his comeback story, great season, it kind of feels like Jared Goff, to me, is more of a check down Charlie than Brock Purdy. I feel like a lot of his throws are just check downs, Jameer Gibbs, go at it. Abin Ross St. Brown, go for it. Which is, I mean, kind of part of the argument, like, even if you do argue that Brock Purdy is a check down guy, like... Is Jared got not the same thing? But also, <laughs> like, when you've got Jameer Gibbs, when you've got Christian McCaffrey, when you've got Debo Samuel, when you've got Amon Ra St. Brown, like, just give it to your all pros. Like, it's not a bad thing to feed your superstars. The difference is that Purdy is also incredibly efficient down the field. Yeah. And Brock Purdy also, to me, I don't want to say he's unshakable. Like, there are times where he hasn't looked great. Jared Goff feels like he is much like the ability to rattle him is higher than Brock Purdy. Like Brock Purdy under pressure is the best quarterback in the entire league, basically. Yep. And Jared Goff is one of the worst. Bottom ten. Like if you rattle him, he will break. And if he breaks, San Francisco is going to win this game. Yep. I agree with you. All right, let's go back out to the phone lines here on 95.7 The Game. Up next is Jack in San Francisco. We were talking about uh, physicality, Niners versus the Lions. One of the most physical 49ers is Dre Greenlaw, and I know Jack wants to talk about Dre Greenlaw. Jack, what's up? You're on 95.7 The Game. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. We're getting ready for this Niners game, Jack. What do you want to talk about? Uh, I want to talk about Dre Greenlaw. Yeah, what do you think? Is he gonna have a big game? Uh, big game today? Yeah, I think he's gonna get an interception. Ooh, another one, huh? Jared Goff is not disciplined enough. I think under pressure, he's gonna throw. I think he's gonna throw two or more interceptions today. Wow, Woo! that's kind of a hot take there, Jack. Two okay. or more interceptions uh, okay. from Jared Goff today. If that happens, the Niners win this game. Right? There's no way the Lions win if they turn the ball over twice. No. There's no way either team wins when they turn the ball over twice. Like, if San Francisco and Brock Purdy throws two picks last game, they lose, which he almost did. If Jared Goff throws two picks in this game, San Francisco will win. 
Like, it's really that simple. Like, you turn the ball over, you give either one of these top-tier offenses the ball again, especially on short field, you're almost dooming your entire season to end. Yep. It's going to come down to turnovers. It's going to come down to the line of scrimmage. I know we got a break here. Would you agree if I said the Lions have the advantage at both lines of scrimmage? Is that is that crazy? I don't know if I fully believe that, but you can make a case for it, right? Certainly on offense. Now, they're without Jonah Jackson on the offensive line. Yeah, but we but... have Colton McKivitz. <laughs> <laughs> the line, I mean, the Lions' D-line is kind of a one-man group. Aiden Hutchinson is great. No one else gets to the quarterback beside Aiden Hutchinson. Not we, many. We could talk a little bit more about that on the other side. Generally speaking, you win in the trenches. You're going to win playoff games. That might not be the case today, but but we'll find out. All right, time for a break here on 95.7 The Game. It's Grandy and Sterling with you. 11.30 kickoff in the AFC title game is a half hour away. We will talk a little bit about that game coming up on the other side as well as we continue. It's NFC Championship Game Day right here on 95.7 the game. The Red and Gold Hotline is up and running. Call it anytime. I wasn't able to sleep last night, not going to be able to sleep tonight, not going to be able to sleep tomorrow night. Let me tell you what I'm rocking on Sunday for the game, too. P. Willis, baby. Get excited, go crazy, but leave a message now. 628-400-9880. That's 628-400-9880. The Red and Gold Hotline is brought to you by Somsation, the wine company. Experience some of the best wines you've yet to discover at Somsation.com. You know what? Let's throw a party this year for the big game. Hey, we can invite our friends over and I'll take turns yelling at the TV during the game. (laughs) But first, we should get a new TV. Yeah, like one of the top rated brands, Samsung, LG or Sony. Okay, so I'll start shopping on the Internet, then head over to the warehouse club to compare. But if that's all we do... We'll be sorry. Why? Because the best deals on those top-rated TVs are at Video Only, not online or at the club. Video Only has better deals? Yep. We could save up to $500 if we shop smart. Then we could afford a larger model and really impress our friends. At Video Only, you won't find huge stores with refrigerators or microwaves, but you will find the best deals on top-rated TVs, soundbars, and monitors. Shop around. Just make sure you visit Video only because if you don't you'll be sorry in mountain view san mateo union city dublin and san rafael video only hey bay area friends shane company san mateo store has moved we're now in the Bridgepoint shopping center only a couple miles from our previous location shop our beautiful selection of handcrafted fine jewelry create a one-of-a-kind piece in our new gem studio and step into our pop-up radio booth to share a real story about your jewelry And of course, you can also visit us in Cupertino and Walnut Creek. Now you have a friend in the jewelry business, Shane Company and Shaneco.com. In order for small businesses to thrive, they need to be smart, efficient, savvy, staying ahead of the market at every turn, finding ways to do more with less, and taking advantage of every opportunity that comes their way. That's why Comcast Business is introducing the Small Business Bonus. For a limited time, you can get up to a $1,000 prepaid card when you switch to Comcast Business, the company with the largest, fastest, reliable network. So if you're a small business owner, don't wait. Call or go online to learn about the $1,000 bonus today. Give your business a head start in 2024. Get started with fast beats and advanced security for $49.99 a month for 12 months with a two-year agreement. Call or go online to switch today. Ends 221-24. Restrictions apply. 
New customers only with 50 megabits per second internet and security edge. Eco bill and auto pay required. Equipment, taxes, and fees extra. Prepaid card offer requires premium internet. Some people just know the best places to eat around town. Those are the people who know to choose Allstate. They know exactly where to go to get exactly what you're wanting. They know where to find the spiciest hot pot, the gooeyest brownies, and the tenderest, most flavorful portobello steak. Those people also know that safe drivers save 40% with Allstate. Saving 40% is based on the national average premium savings for Allstate Auto customers with a clean driving record versus those without. Savings vary by state and vary based on how you buy. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Allstate Fair and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. At Merrill West Credit Union, we're working towards a brighter financial future for both our members and our community, knowing that when you succeed, we all succeed. Let's get acquainted with our premier savings for new members, now paying over 20 times the national average. Another great reason to move your money to a credit union. Learn more at MerrillWest.com slash Premier Savings. Merrill West Credit Union, working for you. Today, tomorrow, together. Insured by NCUA. Hey, Niner fans, George Kittle here. Visit Zinni.com, the official eyewear of the 49ers. Zinni has changed the game for you, finally making prescription glasses affordable for everyone. Look for the Kittles collection so you can rock our styles every day, too. So visit Z-E-N-N-I.com. Start shopping from home using their virtual try-on and change your eyewear game forever. Cheers to our Niners for an incredible 2023 season and their inspiring playoff run. From the executive producers of Band of Brothers and the Pacific. We came from every corner of the country to bring the war to Hitler's doorstep. Starring Academy Award nominee Austin Butler, Callum Turner, and Anthony Boyle. You'll be in charge of 350 air crewmen, boys who have yet to experience combat. Let's rack them up and knock them down. So what do you think the odds are? Well, I'm going to bet on anything. I'm going to bet on us. Masters of the Air, now streaming on Apple TV+. Plus. <coughs> oh, this cold. Honey? <laughs> Honey? Honey, you need Dayquil Severe Honey. Dayquil Severe Honey gives you powerful cold and flu symptom relief with a honey-licious taste. Because life doesn't stop for a cold. Okay, I'm ready to go. (coughs) Now I'm getting a cold. Honey. Try Dayquil Severe Honey for powerful cold and flu relief. Dayquil Severe with honey flavor. The daytime coughing, aching, stuffy head fever. Honey-licious, power through your day, medicine. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. Get the appliances you need right away at Lowe's. Explore the largest assortment of brands you trust, like Whirlpool, Samsung, and LG, in-store or online at the best values. Plus, take advantage of our everyday financing offers on top items, from refrigerators to laundry pairs. And there's more. Get your new appliances delivered or installed quickly at your convenience. Because Lowe's knows appliances. Lowe's knows home improvement. Subject to credit approval. Are you ready? Hey, think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? We well, better get ready. Now back to 957 the game. Welcome back. It's game day. 4 hours from kickoff. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Down in Levi's Stadium, it's Grandy and Sterling with you on 95.7 The Game. As we continue to get ready... For Niners and Lions, the Niners in the NFC Championship game for the third straight year, the fourth time in the last five seasons. Thanks for tuning in here on 95.7 The Game. We want to hear from you guys, so give us a call, 888-957-9570. That's also the Comcast Business text line, and we're keeping an eye on the YouTube chat powered by First NorCal Credit Union. Shout out to Jimbo, d Sammy, Dennis, WG, Mighty Meme. I see all of you guys uh before time uh steve wild i see all you keep them coming on the youtube chat again powered by first norcal credit union sterling do you remember in the super bowl uh february 2020 obviously the result uh was bad uh i i remember the game i remember being how just how disappointed i was george kittle sitting on the sideline like as the game ends Oh, yeah. And he's sitting there. He's mic'd up because it's a Super Bowl and you've got mics everywhere. And you can hear him kind of muttering to himself and promising to himself, I will be back here. I will return to this stage. I'm going to get back here. The Niners have lost in the (laughs) NFC Championship game each of the last two seasons. They have not gotten back there yet. Is today the day that changes and George Kittle and this Niner team gets back the grandest stage in all of sports. Yes. This is the season. This is the year. 2024 is going to be the year. The San Francisco 49ers finally win their sixth Super Bowl. Oh, you locking that up? It was my pick before the year started. They've given me no reason to change it at this point. The San Francisco 49ers will be either the Ravens or the Chiefs and win a Super Bowl this year. The Lions, oh, the Detroit, whatever. San Francisco is the better team on the field today, and they will be the better team on the field in two weeks in Las Vegas. I believe that in my heart to the very end. This team is too good to not win. And if they don't win, this is going to be one of the biggest fumbled bags ever. One of the biggest letdowns and for the Lions or Chiefs and Ravens, one of the bigger upsets ever. Well, it's interesting you said that because uh, Rob Parker, who I know everybody here in the Bay Area loves, used right? to work with him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
One of the preeminent Steph Curry haters, right? Called him the the gamote, the greatest mirage of all time, right? I know he's not the most popular guy uh, in this city, in this town. He was on with Willard and Dibbs on Friday. Uh, Here's what he had to say about the Niners as uh, big-time favorites against the Lions. I can sit here and tell you the Lions are going to win. I just don't believe it. I don't believe that they're going to go to San Francisco and beat the 49ers because if they do... There will be hell to pay for the 49ers that they had a chance to go to the Super Bowl and they let a team that hasn't won a road playoff game since 1957 come into their building and beat them. If it happens, it will be one of the biggest upsets I've ever seen. One of the biggest upsets he's ever seen. Seven and a half point favorites. One of the biggest upsets ever? How how could that be? I mean, like seven. It's, it's like, a number seventh ranked offense ever with all pros everywhere. The Lions are pretty darn good. They're not like they're not all pros everywhere. Good. They're a good team. Like no one's disrespecting Detroit. San Francisco is loaded everywhere outside of right tackle. That's the only place you're like, Which, oh my goodness. Um, you know who lines up on the right side of the offensive line? Let me guess, Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, we're talking about how the Lions are kind of like a Niners mini-me. Yeah. The, the comparison continues on the other side of the football. You've got a young, elite pass rusher out of the Big Ten in Aiden Hutchinson. Right. He's the, he's the Nick Bosa of that Lions defense. Uh, he is great. He's incredible. And yeah. he lines up like... of the time on the right side of the offensive line as an edge rusher. That means he's going up against the Niners' weak weak link on the offensive line in Colton McKivitz. Um, How do the Niners neutralize Aiden Hutchinson is going to be a huge factor in this game, Sterling, because if they are unable to... If they're unable to neutralize Hutchinson, he's going to make uh, Brock Purdy's life difficult. And if the Niners are able to limit the number of times that he gets into the backfield... The Lions don't have a lot of other help in terms of pass rushers along the line. This is a good defensive line. Uh, they're not great in terms of sacks and getting to the quarterback. They're really good run defense. But if you take away Hutchinson at least even a little bit, Purdy should have a lot of time to throw because no one else on that D-line scares you that much in terms of getting to the quarterback. They have McNeil on the inside. You got Kaminsky in there as well. Nobody has over 50 pressures outside of Aiden Hutchinson. Like, look at my camera feed right now. If Aiden Hutchinson gets home a lot, this is going to be Brock Purdy. But that being said, if San Francisco gets home, this is going to be Jared Goff. (laughs) Like, my goodness. I got the YouTube chat saying I jinxed the game and also jinxed the camera feed. I don't believe in that. But, like, my goodness. Like, you're going to have to double Aiden Hutchinson, I think. I think it's like every time... Treat him as Aaron Donald in a way where it's like, hey... If, if anyone's going to beat us, it's not going to be him. And I think that if you're San Francisco, yeah, like one of my biggest worries in this game is that George Kittle is going to be relegated to being a blocking inline tight end because they're going to want to chip and give McKivitz mm. all the help he can get. Are they going to bring in a reserve tight end to block off the edge again, just like they did with Hassan Reddick mm. in Philadelphia last year? Can you imagine that? Could you imagine the, like, not the exact same outcome? Knocking on wood. But could you imagine the fact that it's back to back NFC Championship games, a backup tight end? You don't even get to say that. Like, you're not, just we're like, not putting dude, it out there. Like, um, come on. 
Josh Johnson, the Ravens' third quarterback, is inactive today in the AFC Championship game, which uh, kicks off in 20 minutes. So very unlikely that we see Josh Johnson uh, consecutive seasons in the championship round. At least, at least we got that going for us. Oh, I can't wait to not see him play. <laughs> How He came in the game and got hit once. It was like, coach my head. Now, to be fair, he was hurt prior to it. But it's just like, man. Like, Josh, you, you've waited for this moment your whole life. The Niner-Josh Johnson ties go back to Harbaugh even prior to that. But my goodness. Let's hope like that was... Well, I'll just say this. Am I thankful we have Sam Darnold? Of course. Like, <laughs> better than Josh Johnson. I mean, better than a lot of people, but like, say. I hope I don't have to be thankful for it. Nuts happens today, and we're not even going to say yeah, it and speak it into existence. Yeah. But if Sam Darnold plays this game, I would have faith he can beat the Lions. Whoa. Yeah, I do. I'm not saying he will, but I, that, that I, I do have like faith. A, that feels like a crazy comment. You feel confident that Sam Darnold can win this game? I don't even want to give that any. It's not going to happen. I'm not saying by not a putting lot. it out there. No, we're not. We're not even going to address that. I'm not saying by a lot. I'm saying by like a point. <laughs> like Sam Darnold could beat. He scored a touchdown against the Ravens. But he also he, threw an interception. Yeah, but that was you had to score was garbage. And he time. lost to the Rams, who didn't even care about winning that game. But that wasn't Sam Darnold's fault. Whose fault was Chris it? Chris Conley dropped the pass. Mm. Jake Moody missed two kicks. Mm. It was a uh, uh, not a Sam Darnold's fault. How do the Niners limit this Lions offense? Because we spend a lot of time talking about just the D-line getting pressure and getting to Goff. That will make it a whole lot easier. But the Lions, ideally. They want to get to a point where you don't need Jared Goff to do a ton, right? Because you have the incredible duo of David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. They're the first set of teammates uh, with at least 1,000 scrimmage yards and 10 or more rushing touchdowns in a single season. In NFL history, the first set of teammates with 100 or 1,000 or more rushing yards or scrimmage yards and 10 or more rushing touchdowns in a single season. Montgomery, the ninth most rushing yards this season, third most rushing yards per game, tied for the sixth most 100 plus yard rushing games. You have that, and then you factor in what they do in the passing game, and a, a number of a, another reason why this Lions offense reminds me so much of the Niners offense. The 49ers, uh, with Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, and George Kittle, uh, they all have over 1,000 yards from scrimmage this season. The sixth time in NFL history four different players have had 1,000 or more yards from scrimmage in a single season on the same team. The fourth time it's happened along with a 4,000-yard passer, and the first time it's happened with one running back, two wide receivers, and one tight end. The Lions have a similar statistic. David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs, Amon Ross St. Brown, and uh, and Sam Laporta, the rookie tight end, all have over 850 yards from scrimmage. They are the eighth trio in NFL history uh, to have 850 yards from scrimmage and 10 or more touchdowns in a single season. It's pretty good. Like they got the yards <laughs> and they've got the scores. They're those four players on both sides of the football. Or like the best four group like offensive weapons in the NFL, Niners and Lions. Like 
This is not just a great run offense for the Lions. When I say they're the mini-me of the Niners offensively, I mean it. They can beat you in both ways. If you're going to limit David Montgomery, if you're going to try to slow down uh, Jameer Gibbs, guess what? Amon Ra is going to going to burn you for 150. Sam Laporta can easily get a 40-yard touchdown down the field, yeah. much like George Kittle can. This is an incredibly difficult Lions offense to try to plan for and to try to stop, and the Niners, they have their hands full. They had their hands full last week against the Packers. They got stops when they needed it in the red zone, a couple of turnovers in the second half, but this Lions offense is a whole different beast because... It's kind of like the Niners in the sense where if you try to limit something, you're giving up something else elsewhere. And it's not like you can mirror Amon Ross St. Brown with Mooney Ward. Like He can't travel with him all the time because Amon Ross plays nickel or plays slot 50% of the time. Like it's you're gonna have Lenore, and maybe if you get unlucky, Ambry Thomas lined up across Amon Ross St. Brown, which is a nightmare if you are San Francisco. I also will say this though. When it comes to Sam Laporta, uh, San Francisco has the best two coverage linebackers in the NFL that can eliminate the entire middle of the field. Which is where the Lions love to work as well. Exactly. So you're going to force Jared Goff to likely have to pass to the outside, which if you can get a little pressure on him, you can force him to pass outside. Uh, My bet is San Francisco at least has one takeaway in this game, but... Uh, doesn't account for what Jameer Gibbs and Montgomery can do on the ground. Uh, the Niners' run defense is bottom, what, 10 in the, in the, in the NFL. They're just not good. Eric Armstead was supposed to fix uh, supposed to fix that. And maybe after, you know, the week off, now they're back together again, and, you know, Armstead kind of got his feet back under him against the Packers. Maybe they're improved this week. I would like to think, by all intents and purposes that the Niners' run defense will not give up a 53-yard near touchdown in this game. And it's not even about taking away somebody. It's about limiting them, right? If you can limit Laporta, limit Amon Ross St. Brown, it really all comes down to Jared Goff, though. Like, if you can get pressure on Goff, nothing else really matters. Like, in a weird way, you pressure Jared Goff, you force him to make mistakes... Who cares what Laporta does? Who cares what Amon Ross St. Brown does? Like, it doesn't matter. If you get to Goff, this game is yours. It is really that simple. It is. So I I think so much of this game is going to come down to Steve Wilkes timing his blitzes at correctly. He only blitzed a couple of times uh, on Saturday against the Packers. uh, And... I think he's going to need to do it more, and he's going to need to time it right against this Lions defense. I think the one of the other main questions, I mean, obviously we talk so much about getting pressure. If the Niners just stop the run game, yeah. they're going to win this game. Now, that's very difficult yeah, to do. It's probably not going to happen. So much easier just to just say that. But if the Niners limit the run game, they will win. I think one of the, the bigger chess pieces in this game, and, and what I'll be keeping my eye on, especially early, it's something you mentioned early on, um, how do the Niners try to go about Defending Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah. Because he is what it's makes. Impossible. Is what, he's what makes their passing offense go. And as you said, he's in the slot about 50% of the time. So 50% of the time in the slot, 50% of the time on the outside. Um, I think the Niners, while he's going to get his no matter where he lines up because he's a first-team All-Pro, one of the best receivers in the NFL in his third year in the league out of USC, uh, he's, he's incredible. He's, he's really, really, really good. 
I think the Niners want him in the slot because that allows them easily to just match up Diamador Lenore on him, and the Niners certainly feel more comfortable about Diamador Lenore against him as opposed to someone like Ambry Thomas. Uh, so do the 49ers just allow Lenore to follow him around when he's in the slot? Uh, when he's not in the slot, do they automatically slide Mooney Ward to him? Mm-hmm. Do the Niners play that where they just match up their best corners against him no matter where he is? Or do they they pick a side, let Ambry Thomas match up with him sometimes? I think that is, in addition to, to the timely blitzes by Steve Wilkes, I am very curious how the Niners try to go about defending Amon Ra because you talked about over the middle Sam Laporta. You're going to trust Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw to take that away. But how do you try to limit Amon Ross St. Brown? Because he's a guy who, if he, I mean, he could kill, he, he could get 200 yards. Like, he's done that. Yeah. He, he has that ability. He could get 150 and two touchdowns. Like, he is that good. And as much as the 49ers are celebrated for having the Yak Bros, and they deserve it, the best Yak team in the NFL, Amon Ra is great after the catch as well. And this whole offense is. Um, the, the chess match. I'm. I am so intrigued how the Niners try to match up against Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, because if the Lions are to win this game, I feel like I'm kind of a broken record. Uh, Amon Ross has to have a big game, and if the if the Niners can limit him with the combination of Lenore and Mooney Ward inside versus outside, that's a big step into earning a win. Uh, but I think there is. A lot of strategy on the Niners' side going into thinking about how they're going to try to defend him. So do you treat him like DK Metcalf in a way where it's, okay, Mooney, you're going to shadow him 90% of the time. I don't think that's possible today. They move him around so much. He's where, all over the place. Where it might be 50% of the time it's, it's him and Mooney. Then the other 50% of the time it's him and Lenore. Now, those two guys, my money would be on Mooney being able to handle him, but honestly, I think what Lenore brings physically at the line of scrimmage, in press coverage, we saw it last week against the Packers, three insane plays nearly back-to-back-to-back, whether it was in coverage he was or so at the good. line. Oh, man. Like, talk about go Ducks, literally go Ducks. Like You're right. Len- <laughs> There's three Ducks in this game, by the way. Armstead, Lenore. And Penny Sewell. Wow. Panay, what a great name! Panay, first team All Pro right tackle. You got you got the two All first team All Pro tackles in this game. Panay Sewell and Trent Williams. The difference is one guards Goff's the, strong side, and the other guards Purdy's blind side. Eh. Yeah, one matters more to me, but <laughs> but I think like San Francisco physically talked about Dre Greenlaw, you know, in the trenches. That physicality needs to even come from the secondary. The Lions physically on offense, Laporta, especially Amon Ross St. Brown, he's one of the toughest receivers to stop tackling-wise in the entire league. One of the toughest guys to bring down. If you are San Francisco, my best bet might be to have Lenore on him because Lenore is so aggressive at the jump at the point that if you can do that and you can, I don't want to say stop him, but... If you can just match Amon Ross hanging around physically, that might give you an advantage against him. So you're going to allow Lenore to follow him out of the slot? No. No. <laughs> but when he's in the slot, you just put him on. Yeah. yeah. That's easy like, like, I don't but think... But what worries me is when he's out of the slot. Well, it just can't be Ambry Thomas. Like, once it's Thomas, it's like, hold on to your seats. <laughs> cool your jets. Because, oh my goodness. 
Like, gonna need safety help, please. But that's the thing. So like, go back to Jair Brown, which is one of our you know first super chats of the day on on, on the YouTube chat. Is, is Jair Brown gonna play? Logan Ryan was bad against the Packers. I think he's gonna play. Like I would put Jair Brown at strong safety, put Gibson at free safety, and give Thomas safety help over the top almost all game long. Like that is one way where uh, you can give. The Lions a look they haven't seen before, or at least in the last month or so. Like Jair Brown hasn't played in four weeks. Like you're gonna give them a, them a new look to see. And if they haven't seen it before, maybe Goff hesitates once or twice, then bang gets sacked or turns into a fumble or a pick. Yeah. Really quickly, we do have to uh get some picks in for the AFC championship game because Woo! that game is kicking off in less than ten minutes. But first, I'm watching ESPN right now and their pregame crew is going through picks for the Niners Lions game. Uh Larry Fitzgerald, Rex Ryan, Randy Moss, Alex Smith, and Teddy Bruski. Whoa! Um Larry Fitzgerald. Randy Moss and Alex Smith picked the Niners. Rex Ryan and Teddy Bruschi picked the Lions. Even CBS Sports was leaning heavily Lions. Why? Like, I get it. You they like just upset ever. Why? Like, San Francisco is the better team. It's not going to be easy. No one's saying it's going to be easy. But... All the stats, or the majority of them, point to San Francisco having the edge, the advantage. They have the better quarterback. They have an equal rushing attack like the Lions do. Their secondary's better. So they got the better offensive and defensive lines? They should have the better defensive lines. They should. <laughs> at least money-wise. Oh, money-wise, they got the best D-line in football. <laughs> where it's allocated, they should have that. But I also think they have the better head coach. We can come down Kyle Shanahan's road and not being aggressive and, you know, he's made so many mistakes. He has. When the tough gets going, maybe I wouldn't always pick Kyle, but in this game, I'm picking Kyle Shanahan over Dan Campbell. All right. Yeah, I think I'm with you. We'll give out our official Niners-Lions picks right before we get off the air at 1 o'clock. Um, but again, we are a little a little more than five minutes away from kickoff in Baltimore between the Lions and the Chiefs, in the, or pardon me, the Ravens and the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. First of all, Sterling, as a Niner fan, it's a li- I, I hate being the first game of Championship Sunday yeah. because it almost feels wrong to have a rooting interest in the game when you're not even sure if you're going to win your game. Right, right. But just assume... The Niners are in the Super Bowl. Who do you want to face? Who are, as a Niner fan, Sterling, who are you rooting for in today's game? Ravens and Chiefs. Ravens at home, favored by four and a half points. I do not want to see Patrick Mahomes win. I'm so tired of seeing Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift and and Brittany Mahomes and once in a while they'll cut the Jackson Mahomes and you're just like, I'm so over it. Like when they beat the Bills last week. I tweeted out saying, I'd rather have Tom Brady come back and win the next 50 Super Bowls than watch Mahomes win one more playoff game. <laughs> like, I'm so done with him. That being but said... That being said, you're rooting for the, the Chiefs, <laughs> I huh? do think San Francisco, if they win, which they should, I think they have the better odds of beating Mahomes <sighs> and the refs than the Ravens alone. Mahomes and the refs. Hey, man. Hey, it's just the truth. <laughs> Uh, God, I think I'm kind of with you. It feels like sacrilegious yeah. to want to face Patrick Mahomes. I feel gross right now. The Ravens are the, the more complete team on offense and defense. Yeah, and they're very, Mahomes, man. very scary. So I think I'm with you. Uh, however, game picks before we do take a quick break. 
I think the Ravens win, but the Chiefs cover. The what? line is four and a half. So I'm picking the Ravens by like a field goal in this game today. A Tucker field goal? A Justin Tucker 62-yard banger. Dude, if we get Tucker versus Moody again, oh, <laughs> wow. The Legatron Bowl. What about you? Who, win, who, who wins the AFC title game kicking off in about five minutes? I think it's going to be Kansas City. Wow. I hate it. Like it, Again, it feels wrong to pick against I need Mahomes, to get some but... soap and wash my mouth out, but... I picked against Mahomes last weekend, and he proved me wrong. I'm going to pick against him again. He's probably going to prove me wrong again. Yeah, I'm going to pick Mahomes. I, I just I just can't can't bet against him in the NFL. It feels wrong. It's, he's finally won a road playoff game, Sterling. Now he's going for number two. Well, let's make sure the Lions aren't the same way and have their first right. road playoff win today. Since 1957, the last time the Lions won a road playoff game, which was here in San Francisco, at Kizar Stadium. All right, time for a break. The AFC title game is about to kick off. What does that mean? Niners-Lions is three and a half hours away. Let's get fired up, faithful. Three and a half yeah! more hours. Niners-Lions from Levi's at 3.30. Grandy and Sterling continue on the other side right here on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.